0: And now, weighing in, out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong. Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner,
1: Big Sean McCarthy. Well, we are here for a midweek edition of the Weighing In Podcast, and I'm actually sitting next to my man, Josh Thompson. We are close because we're working, so we're not at our normal spots, but... This is to talk about the fights that are coming up Thursday and Saturday. A little bit of possibly on bets. If you're going to do some bets, we'll go over that stuff. So, what's up, baby? It's kind of good to see you in person. Now I can really shut you down by going, are you fucking nuts?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It won't really matter because I'm always right. and That's Uh, all everyone out here needs to know. Just remember that when we talk betting odds later on. But let's talk about the fights.
1: Thursday night, we got Chris Cyborg, Mm -hmm. featherweight champion going against Arlene Blanco. What do you think? That's about what I thought you thought. <laughs> You're giving me
0: as much credit as podcast Dave does. We're going to minimize how much podcast Dave gets to talk today, which is kind of nice on my
1: end because I'm tired of hearing this.
0: But the real, the, the real story is is um, I did an interview this morning with Arlene Blanco, and she looks in shape. She also moved her camp to train with Volkanovsky. She said he's got a whole crew of fighters that are all around the same weight class as Volk as well as like a a little bit lighter as well. She's got, she looks phenomenal. I've looked at at some of her past fights, did some research on her. I've seen her fight several times, but physically her body looks extremely different. She got a nutritionist. She's been training basically since March for this fight. I got to tell you, I'm going to give her a little bit more of an edge than I was going to give her coming into this fight in this week. And not just because I talked to her, but physically she looks leaner. Her, she, everything about her looks like she's ready to fight. And not just that, but I actually went back to watch her Julia Budd fight. Because even back then, I thought I, it was kind of a close fight. I thought she won. I actually went back again and watched I thought she won the fight. I don't, think she, I don't even think it was close. I thought it was close. But it that wasn't was like in the terms of... I don't see how they could have went to Julia Budd now that I actually watched the fight.
1: Julia, um, Julia controlled the, the grappling situations, the clinch situations yeah. really, where the strikes... Arlene was landing really heavy strikes on yeah. her,
0: so... Yeah, She, but she. Arlene was also pushing her around the cage, making her... Making forcing her, fight, her. Yeah, forcing her to fight with her back against the fence. Uh, look, uh, you would know more in the judging department because, you, like you said, you wrote the rules, but uh, I want people to remember that John wrote the rules. Uh, but it comes down to the fact that I, I don't give her being that much more of a dog that I had her being the dog in this fight, and then knowing that she had a great camp at Volkanovski's place she's they've got great coaches there. She actually was wasn't just like living out a hotel. she was staying you know, with her daughter. her daughter's at university there. She's around family. She felt like it was home um she you know she's also been able to train with um Holly Holm and she'd be able to pick her brain. That's a big part that. right there for me and that was in back. in you take too. a
1: look at what Holly did. Holly made some mistakes in her fight with cyborg mm-hmm. but It was a close fight, and she actually did really well with Cyborg in certain situations, and she knows what Cyborg does as far as crushing that space with someone that's a boxer. Now, Holly's a little different. Holly kicks a lot where Arlene really doesn't kick hardly at all. Both coming from a boxing background, both have good hands, but at least Holly can give her some information on, hey, this is what Chris likes doing when she gets into the clinch. This is what she she is good at, and this is what I think you need to do. Just getting someone that's been in there with her is going to give you a different read and a whole lot of confidence in, hey, I'm getting great information here.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you 100% on that. Just talking with her, I felt like her time when she fought Julia, which I thought she beat, but then her time during that process, she was able to grow. and She's found her, her way with talking with Holly Holm, training with Holly Holm being around Jackson Wink and then not being able to do her camp there for this one, but then also finding people that were near her back in Australia where she could train with Volkanovski, train with the group of people that have made him. Which is a bunch
1: of 145-pound fighters, a bunch of killers that he uses to get himself ready for fights. So that's a big advantage that she got there. A lot of 145-pounders, they were men, so they're physically stronger possibly than what she's used to dealing with. So she kind of got that feel. And I got to tell you, I, like I said, a while back when we had the strike force days, I did a uh,
0: commercial for with with Chris Cyborg, and she is so damn strong. <laughs> it was, I felt like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to use some strength without her flinging me around, but then it's going to look bad. How's this going to go? And, and when the whole thing came about, I was like, okay. And, but sadly, her, at the time, her husband was the other Cyborg, and I was like, man, I don't want to do too much. I'm going to get fucked up by both of them <laughs> but uh but look let's not take away from the fact that Chris Cyborg is obviously a heavy favorite and you know we talked about um doing you know some betting odds because we now have someone that would like to pay for us to do betting odds and we actually enjoyed this conversation because yeah. we actually were talking about this for a while we were actually going to start doing this anyways and my bookie came to us and said hey let's start talking about betting odds you know we'd love to have you guys you know sponsor your show and I, we're actually very appreciative to this, but this to me is one of those fights. It's I think the odds right now for uh, Blanco is plus plus seven eighty. So hundred bucks wins you seven eighty. I gotta tell you, I like the odds. I like the odds. I mean, mm. I'm not look. I'm not saying I'm not saying she's gonna win. That's what you guys need to understand. I'm not saying she's gonna win, but if I bet hundred bucks and I can win seven eighty, those are those are that's pretty a nice bet. I mean, sure you may lose hundred bucks, but the chances are good. I, like I said, I got in. I got back into all this. Uh, for this last um, Kentucky Derby, when they just ran it, and and I got a t- I bet a hundred bucks on the on on the dog, and I ended up winning. You know, eighteen or sixteen, eighteen hundred bucks. I ended
1: up winning eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah, it's a good not, day at the not, office, not, but don't count on no, like that all not the time.
0: Counting on like that, but I'm saying if I'm gonna look at odds and I'm gonna look at where I would like to go to spend a hundred bucks, I would take Arlene Blanco. Ah,
1: you look at it, and and I. I look at this fight in a certain fashion, and says Chris has a blueprint. If you go back and you watch when she fights another person that has good stand up, she does certain things, and she's always been able to do those things. And the time that she actually got away from it was the time that she fought Amanda Nunez, yeah. and bad things happened. So I think she's going to go right back to that. Instead of being that person, she does like to start the fight off if she knows that her opponent has good stand up. She starts it off by doing a little bit of a blitz, but crushing the space and forcing her opponent into that cage, getting an underhook and starting to use swing knees and chopping at the legs, bringing knees up into the solar plex areas. And she just starts to wear you down and get you used to that. And then she'll almost break off, do a blitz, and then come right back to it. And so I see her doing that game plan with Blanco, trying to wear her out for the first couple of rounds. One, two rounds, and then the third round really start to open up. The question is, can Arlene, because if there was one thing that I saw in the Blanco versus Bud fight, Bud is physically strong, physically yes. dominant, and you could see at times when they would clinch up, Arlene had a hard time getting away from her, had a hard time with that strength, and she's going to be facing someone that is equal to that physical strength in Cyborg, so that's the real question for me. I always go with the dogs usually when it comes to betting, but in this one, honestly, I can't do it. I can't say that I think I, I, anything can happen in the fight. You can get a cut, you can get a lot of things, but if the fight actually plays out, I think I'm be, I'm I'm going to have to say Cyborg is is going to be my winner. So you're cheap. That's what you're trying to say. I'm very, not, very. You're cheap. not someone who wants very to take cheap. chances. I'm just <laughs> talking the
0: odds. I know, I know you're saying the odds. odds. Out. That's all I'm talking about. Look, I want to remind you guys. If you guys go to mybookie.ag, uh, ag. AG. You guys go. You can go to com as well. It'll just revert back to ag as well. But.com mybookie.ag is it. Ag is where they prefer you guys go. Hit that spot. Look, if you guys your first deposit, they will double your deposit with a, a, th- a max of a thousand dollars. So you make you put. I in gave 1, 000, bad info before. You did give bad. info I was info just before. making
1: some you know stuff up like because it was John double. Do. Yes,
0: it was. <laughs> so, so if you put in a thousand dollars, they'll match you up to a thousand dollars. So they give you two thousand dollars. You can start your gambling. You also the the fun part of all of this stuff and this was one of the things that we had talked about with my bookie um, is that when we wanted to do something you guys could actually bet on us and where we decided to go with our bets and who got them right and who didn't so John's basically telling you to bet on cyborg okay whatever and I'm, I'm telling, you telling you to for money I'm telling you for the money hundred dollars will get you 780 you know if you go to my bookie and you so bet, you're saying that's one of your bets yeah pretty much yeah okay I'm And I'm just saying, saying I'm I would have t- bet on that fight and t- t- normally I would go with dog would go with the underdog. i'm just taking a chance i'm doing i'm just taking a chance
1: so you're saying there's a chance yes
0: i am i'm straight saying that um what else what are the fights
1: patricky pitbull versus yes. jaleel willis that's a that's a good fight and that's the one where i will sit here and tell you that's a fight that i will take the dog in because jaleel willis is a very good accomplished wrestler he's got good Wrestling takedowns, really good wrestling defense. He's got good stand-up now. His stand-up has really improved over the last couple of years. He is moving his feet well. He controls distance and range. He does not have the power that Pitbull has. But I believe that Pitbull is like about a minus 420, while Jaleel Willis is somewhere around a plus 350, 355. Dude, that's where I would put my money. I would put it on Jaleel Willis because of the odds in that fight.
0: This goes back to you being a little bit of a uh, Homer. A, no, not a Homer. <laughs> just being cheap and playing safe. I mean, I, I like to take a little little bit of gambles in here and there. But I will tell you this: is I would probably take that same bet, but I kind of want to go against you, so I, I probably wouldn't take that bet just because I want to go against <laughs> you. No you. I just want to go against you. Okay. But uh, but the reality of it is is that it, that to me is really a good bet. That's I would, a good I would bet take that because bet. you
1: have a guy in Willis he can win that fight. Yeah. Go back to uh, Patricki's last fight in Bellator was Ryan Scope. And in the Ryan Scope fight, you take a look and say, all right, let me see what kind of fighter Ryan Scope is. Well, I'll tell you, Jalil Willis is a better fighter than Ryan Scope. And so Patricki had problems with Ryan at the end of that fight. Now, he did break his hand. That has a big thing to do with it. But this is a fight where physically you can say matching up, Jalil's bigger. He's longer. He's got really good stand-up. This can be a tough fight for Petriki. Did you just try to use MMA math? I just want to make sure That wasn't was
0: MMA math. math. Yeah, Julio no. Willis is better than Ryan Scope. I think he's going to do and Last night, check us kind of out MMA no, math.
1: That's not MMA math.
0: But, I, you know, I got I to be honest with you. It's, I think it's true. I think it's true. He's, he's got good movement. He's got all the things. But I don't think he's got the like – you've already said. He doesn't have the punch of power, I think, to finish uh, Petriki. Here's the thing. He does have the ability to stick and move. Yep. And and ink out rounds, and that's
1: kind of what Ryan Scope did to uh, to Ryan, Once Ryan got it in his head, I I can fight with this guy. Second round, he started doing well, and then third round, he did great. And that's it's that confidence factor. And if there's one thing that I've always seen out of Willis, he's confident going into fights. He believes in himself. That's a huge factor right there. Now that doesn't mean that Patrici doesn't. He absolutely thinks he's going to run through Willis. Could he? He could because he's got power. And if he touches someone, he can put him unconscious with both hands, either left or right. But he doesn't really go after the ground game anymore. He does not get into submission victories. He hasn't had submission victory in 10 years. Yeah. All right. So he wants to stand there and be the boxer for the most part. Every now and then he'll kick. Well, he's got a guy that will stand in there with him. But he's going to have to get past that range because Willis is just longer and bigger. Yeah, I I agree with you. So the next fight, though, that we're going to talk about is Leandro Higo
0: versus my boy. Yep. Ricky Bendejas. Yep. Ricky's favored,
1: though. Yes, he is. I would go Leandro Higo.
0: I was going to say, I was going to go Leandro Higo, too, because I feel like Leandro has more ways of winning the fight.
1: Exactly. That's the big difference here. If that fight hits the ground, we both know that Leandro Higo on the ground has got really good skills on the ground. He's solid. He's got great base. He's very heavy on top. Even from the bottom, he's not the greatest submission guy at the bottom, but he's good and he, he controls things. It's just when he gets hurt, then you know no one, no one can do things when their brain's not working right. But he's got a real ground game. Now, Ricky Bandejas in the stand-up, he's long. That's going to give Higo some problems. But on the ground, I don't think that Bandejas matches up with Higo if it becomes a ground battle. So now it's the question of, can Ricky be the one that controls the fight and pushes Higo in this fight into his realm, keeps that distance, picks him apart at a distance, lands the big shot, because we've seen that Bandejas has power in his hands. He can knock somebody out. He can hurt him with his kicks also. So he can definitely, you know, there's a, I can see the reasons why they made him the favorite in this fight. Coming off of his last fight against Pettis, made some mistakes. Gave too much respect to Sergio Pettis. Didn't make it the dog fight that he needed to make it in certain situations when he had the chance. If he does that same thing against Higo, he's going to fall into the same problem. He's got to make his stand inside. And because both guys normally are guys that come together, Higo's always going to come forward. Bandejas has got to use that pressure forward against Higo yeah the issue with Higo is that
0: he sometimes likes to get into that dog fight yeah, and won't get out of it and he won't get out of it and then instead of utilizing all of his tools that he can catapult himself into like the rankings he's he wasn't able he hasn't been able to do that because he continues to just like stand in front of people take shots and throw shots dangerous gives that pitbull mentality but if you go now and you look at the other two pitbull brothers what have they done lately they fought smarter I'm hoping that he's starting to finally see that fighting smarter is more beneficial. It changed his nickname from Pitbull. <laughs> so he's he's got the opportunity to capitalize on this. He's a plus 145. You win 45, you bet 100. I, it, it, it's not one of those huge bets. No. You know, but uh Ricky's a minus 170. I mean, I, I would probably go ahead and bet on that because like I said, he's got more he's got more areas where he can actually win this fight. The the one thing is, well, that Ricky He's longer. He's faster, quicker. He knows how to use his reach. We saw that with the James Gallagher fight. We've seen that with some of the other guys he's fought. But the one thing that he is is he's an anti-grappler. Yeah. So like we saw with Juan Archuleta, got taken down, pops right back up. He's not someone that it's easy for people to hold down. He was a little like, overwhelmed with the style of what Pettis did when they were on the feet. But that's not what Higo's going to bring. Higo's going to bring no. that straightforward fight. He's going to put it, try to bring it to him. He's going to be there to hit. And he's going to try to hit back.
1: Yeah. Pettis, well, Pettis, is, you're, looking at, you're looking at an angle fighter. You're looking at a guy that comes in, hits, doesn't get hit. He goes linear. Mm-hmm. He comes straight forward, and he attacks you. And you know exactly where he's going to be. So completely different aspect as far as what you're dealing with as far as a defensive fighter in Pettis. Who, he's offensive, but he's good at his defensive. And he takes angles that create situations where you can't counter him. Higo doesn't do that, and so that's a big problem sometimes for Higo.
0: Yeah, but Ricky is someone that also, when he strikes, he strikes just coming straight in. He, he kind of leaves his chin in the air, comes Has. straight forward, but he is faster. He does use his reach. I love his sidekick to the face against Gallagher. He's got, he's got some good push kicks and sidekicks as well. He does throw some spinning stuff. He's got to make sure he doesn't leave himself out of position. The one, like I said, the concern that, that gets me is if he puts his head and his neck in the wrong position, because I've trained with Higo, I've grappled with Higo get myself, that guillotine. He's got a good arm and guillotine. He's also got a good hook sweep from the bottom. So he's got that little elevator sweep that he likes to use. Anytime he gets the over-under and he tries to hook sweep you, or he can go body lock underneath, he'll try to uh, hook sweep you and elevate sweep you there. So I would say if you're gonna take a dog bet, that's another good dog bet for you. There at yeah. plus 145, you win for you know, you win, you win 145. So good bet on that one
1: as well. What mm-hmm. else? If you look at any you know, other there's a couple of fights that are in that that you can go to and say, that's a good fight. I don't know if it's in anything else's for, for betting. I'm kind of done with that, but
0: well, I would the, say the Sadawad and Mandel Malo fight. Yeah. Mandel Malo was minus two twenty. Yeah. I know coming, coming off of a loss. Coming off of a loss. And I know and here's the thing. Is Sadawad he had a bad year Oof. last year? Yeah, he did. Had a bad year, admitted it. But he also – he's still at the training lab, and he's still with Sam Calavita getting his conditioning in. But he also went back to his old coach. So he went back to Millennia's coach, and now he's back. He said he feels like the game has been shaped around what he does best. Look, people have talked about this for the longest time. The knock has always been guys that try to fight the Dwayne Ludwig style, basically that T.J. Dillashaw, Dominic Cruz, that style if I Juan Archuleta – People that have tried to do it—it's not for everyone.
2: Exactly, it's yeah.
0: not for everyone, and it does not fit. Some guys it works for, some guys
1: it just doesn't. It's not—they it, don't have the flow, and that's yeah. what really it is. There's a flow to that style of what Join does because everything is based upon certain counters and how you're going to throw those, you know, combos that you're going to throw and what you're going to do when you're countering and how you know that, that offense coming back. Some guys it works great for. Some guys. They're thinking too much. They're not just flowing with the fight. It doesn't work for them the same way. So I think with uh, Syed going back to millennia is a good thing for him. Romy knows him well. Batiste knows him well. They've been there in his corner. And if you're if you're looking at some of the fights that he had, he made a huge mistake in the Goichi Yamauchi fight. you know we you know, who doesn't make a mistake? Well, you know, that's <laughs> sometimes you you don't give credit to your opponent in the way that you should in saying, you, I respect his ground game, but I'm not worried about it. You should worry about that ground yeah. game. He's got that style. He's got that ability on the ground. The Brandon Gers fight was a great fight. It was close. One round apiece going into third and so close at the end. It's a loss. You take it on Paul Daly. Well, you know, moving up from 155 yeah. pounds, he just was going you know doing the fight. So I take a look, and yeah, he had some problems in it. But Syed has a powerful right hand, mm-hmm. and it only takes one shot from him. And if he can just maintain control, not get mad, don't overextend, Nalo is a guy super technical. He's good everywhere. He's got a great ground game. And if the fight goes to the ground, I think Syed could be in trouble. But in the stand-up, he has the power to make Nalo at least be hesitant, to make Nalo think, I can't do everything I want to do. i got to be careful with this guy because that hurts. I feel that. And so it's a real question of, does he go back to the old Syed of, I'm going to just stalk you down, wait for my opening and launch a one-two that he always does? Or is he going to go into trying to do these multiple combos that just aren't part of who he is?
0: Yeah. Remember when Travis Brown tried to dance around, like TJ Dillashaw and Dominic Cruz and everyone was making fun of him for a while. Um, I think he tore his knee in that fight. Yeah. So <laughs> some people, it just doesn't work for yeah. And I think Sado he's just figured it out. Like, you know, look, I've taken some L's in the last couple of years, last year, you know, and it's not who I am. And as much as it works for Juan and works for TJ, it's just not, it's not working for me. It's not who I am. And I think we're going to see a little bit of what he used to do, which is going to kind of, I think, throw Mandel Nall off because he hasn't seen that style from him in a long time. And also too, I think when two coach when a coach and a fighter come back together, as we're going to see with Chris Cyborg and Rafael, um Cordero, you know, yeah, they're going to see. There's going to be a little bit of a fire reunited. The chemistry, I think, is going to be on point. Sure, there's some some uh, kinks are going to have to work out um, during camp and during the fight, but I think the the chemistry is already there. They already know what to expect from each other. And it's kind of nice to see. So if if I'm a dog, and, I, and which I, I am, some I'm a betting dog like that. I will take that. Bet. Yeah, I will take it's that bet. Uh, Nalo coming off of a off of a loss. His first loss of his career comes from TriStar. Uh, he's very impressive, very good. But he's like I said, he, he's one of those fighters. He always fights once a year. Yeah, once, once a, a year. year is not <laughs> enough. And, and sure, maybe he was having success. But up until his last fight, he'd never gone past the second round. And I want to say he'd never gone past a minute something in the second round. Yeah. So we knew that now he could go into the third round. But we also knew that. You know, he's subject to leg kicks. A lot of the tri-star guys have that wide stance, you know, and um, they're subject to those calf kicks and those leg kicks. That calf kick now has changed the game. We all have talked about this, and we will continue to talk about it until someone has it an is answer it, for is. it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't even know if there is an answer for it. So there will it was, be. Yeah, there will be eventually. There will be. And there, there will be. Um, I think if I'm the dog, I'm going to take those odds because what is it? I'm going to pull them up real quick again. If you're looking at it, you're winning, you're winning 180 for 100 on it. I think it's good. I would take it. I would take it on. Um, I would take it. I would take it on that. And I swear I guess I'm just the betting man, because you you're a little soft with spending your money. John and I actually have put our own money in of five. I don't
1: have that much. Come on. I got five hundred <laughs> bucks
0: and I'm gonna bet these odds. I'm just putting hundred on look, you guys don't have to bet on Well you put a
1: hundred on everything, is that what it is? Yeah, or
0: pretty close. I'm pretty much in that area. I mean like I don't have to put a hundred. I'm saying like if at my bookie, you guys can go ahead and put
1: two dollars, four dollar, yeah, eight dollars. Five dollars. Yeah, anything like that.
0: Um, I think just a hundred is a nice round number.
1: <laughs> so, I'm glad a hundred is a nice round number. A hundred is a lot it easier
0: me. for me to do the math. To be honest, that's all it is, and we all know if you guys have watched our show, math's not really my strong point. So, and I'm okay with that. So, I this is where I'm going to show my true colors. I'm a homer, and we all know that. <laughs> so, one of my close friends, Kyle Kreshmir, Oklahoma State wrestler, he'll be uh, fighting as well. He's on the undercard, but he is six and zero, oh,
1: dominant yeah. performances. I'm ah, well, not all of them. His last one was good. No, his last one was real good. Last one was good again. The one before that. No, I so
0: I think the bright lights. Though he's moving up on the prelims, he's doing well. He's one of DC's tra- trade partners as
1: well. But who's he fighting? Kemran Lashinov, who is a tough some bitch. He is good. Not that Kyle cannot take him down, but he's gonna have a hard time taking him down. He does not want to be on his feet with him. I guarantee that. And Lashenov's got a submission game that he needs to be careful of. This is the toughest fight by far that he has ever had as a professional fighter.
0: Who brought negative Nancy over? here? Not what negative, just being like, honest. Just look at the other side. Just because I'm not the homer. What is this? Stuff? <laughs> I don't want to hear this crap right now. You don't want to hear it because it's the truth. I'm just. Glad this could you... be a tough fight for Kyle Crunch. I'm just glad you said the guy's name because I would have butchered it. That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> all bad. I would have butchered. Killer crap, Kim, man, man. he's yeah. good. He is tough.
0: Um, yeah, I would imagine. Look, so realistically, we've seen from the since since uh, the pandemic started, and we're back out of quarantine, and all these other things people now we're doing shows we've seen a change in how Bellator's approaching the the fight game really? and what we've seen is that once we realize that once they realize that that there's no crowd we might as well just let these guys just have at it put on the best shows we can for tv and i think the shows have gotten so much better uh within the last say what eight show, six shows oh yeah we're on the, our seventh the, show the, now the, the
1: matchup quality for the most part especially here at mohegan yeah. sun it's been completely competitive been really good fights so that's a you know you're looking at with Crutchmer six and zero now I believe yeah by far the toughest fight he has doesn't mean that he can't win it he definitely can he's yeah. got that wrestling background and he is a grinder he's a tough dude he doesn't give up so he is facing a guy in the stand up that is going to give him fits yeah and on the ground he needs to be very careful about because sometimes Kyle puts his hands to the ground all those things that you do that sometimes just become a habit you. Go against the wrong guy, he latches onto that thing, armbar, and there's nothing you can do to get out of it. So it's a tough fight.
0: Yeah, I'm good, good talking
1: to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, before we move on to the UFC, let's talk about MyBookie. So mybookie.ag. Go there, create an account. They'll match your um, they'll match your deposit. First to, time, first time, first time, first time the very first time you start, start your account, they will match your deposit up to a thousand dollars, and you guys can actually bet on us. So you guys have already heard all of my bets, and I'm going to go in there and I'm going to place some bets myself. We've got each of us to put 500 bucks on, yep, yep. and I'm going to go ahead and throw some money down. You're going to be throwing more money than me. I can see it. 100. percent I'm, I'm going to be throwing more money. <laughs> I cannot wait. Hey, any chance I get a chance to make some money? Hello. Ah, uh,
1: uh, but yeah, we'll get it. Let's get into the UFC. UFC this weekend as well. Hey, well, this is a fight that is. So, it was supposed to take place how long ago? A, a long time ago. There's been a lot of problems with it, and one of the real questions is both neither guy. Has fought in a long time. There's been a huge gap, especially for Brian Ortega. Oh, yeah. You know, Korean zombie had the one fight, you know, came back and fought well in his last fight, looked really good, but Brian Ortega has not fought almost in two years, it yeah. seems like. This is a long time. I don't know the exact time, but man, now you take a look outside influences, everything that was happening with Brian. I know he got involved in the movie stuff and everything like that. That's what happens when you are doing well and you're this good-looking guy, and all these people are giving you all these opportunities and stuff. But you got to think about, what is it that got me where I'm at? Yeah, That is getting in the cage and fighting. And I'm glad to see him back. He is a phenomenal uh, submission fighter. His stand-up has gotten so much better with James working his uh, standup game. It's really good. But these guys actually match up really well. The real question, toughness-wise, you can go back in the fights they had. You can take a look at the fight that Ortega had against Holloway. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just showed what kind of heart he has. You can go to the fights like the Korean Zombie had against Leonard Garcia. Look at those fights from the WEC yeah. and then UFC. It's like, holy God, so tough. You know, he had this fight with Yara Rodriguez where he lost on the last second. He was he, I thought he was winning. He, he was going to win the fight. Yeah. And you know that that can happen. That's that's the sport of MMA. But they actually match up. Korean Zombie's got great ground. He is a yeah. good, and especially his MMA submission and ground game is outstanding. And he's got heavy hands. But then you take a look at who's the only guy to knock out Frankie Edgar. Yeah, Brian Ortega, man. Yeah, and that's how good. No, 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 no. Wow, that's Korean Zombie did it afterwards. As well. That's right yeah, afterwards. Yeah, you know, so they both have have knockout victories over at Frankie Edgar, you're right, but it's a close fight. It's a really good matchup. It's a real question of, in my mind, how much has the layoff done? Has it helped Brian improve? I do love the fact that he's been, after that, you know, the beating he took and the shots he took with Max Holloway, I'm glad he had a long yes. layoff from that. That's gotten him back. He'll be back to 100%. But – How much – and, you know, people are going to talk about rust. You know, some people say, oh, there is no such thing as ring rust. But there is this thing of going back after not doing it for a while. It's It's a new atmosphere. It's a new atmosphere completely as far as where he's at. The setting that he's in with, you know, no fans. All of that. How's that going to play out? I think he's professional enough. He's going to come out and he's going to look good.
0: There's a lot of things to take into consideration. Okay, The last time he fought, he fought in front of a packed crowd. You know, what at the T, I don't know where he fought. I think it was at the T Mobile Arena, but possibly. Anyways, let's just assume there was yeah. 15,000 people there, which yeah. I'm sure there was. Okay, wherever they were, I'm sure it was sold out. That was the last time he fought against Max Hawley for the title. Now he comes back and now he's going to be fighting somebody where there's no crowd. Yep. There's basically no noise. He'll be able to hear the announcers talking shit about him. Okay, like, hey, like, you know, like our fighters going to hear us tomorrow night talking shit about that those guys. Like that's what we do. Like you just you want to break it down. You want to be real, and then the, the they are going to be real and yeah. when they talk about. Absolutely. He's not pulling a trigger. He's not doing this. The one thing you cannot do, though, you cannot mimic fight speed. Real fight speed. You can't do it in training. There's no way of going around it. Okay, you, no matter how much cardio you do, you still will get tired. Okay, it's just a matter matter whether you can push through. Which we've seen. That guy's tough as fucking nails. Oh. Brian Ortega is. Probably one of the toughest guys I've ever seen step inside the cage. Not to mention how good he is on the ground, how, how how hard he hits. He's got some big, big punching power. I just hope he hasn't fallen in love with his power because him against Korean zombie, falling in love with that punching power could end it, could be his demise. Yeah. Like we saw with the Max Holloway thing. He couldn't get Max down, so he just abandoned it kind of and went to the went to the uh the striking. And it didn't work out for him. The sticking in the movie, the length, the reach. But Korean Zombie's chin's in the air. Korean Zombie stands in front of you and trades. Korean Zombie doesn't really create angles. Nope. Korean, Korean Zombie doesn't do any of those things. Max it doesn't do anything that Max Holloway does. No. So the fact is, he will be there to punch. Oh, he will. But will Brian Ortega fight a smart fight? That's the question. That's the two-year but, question. Will, will he fight a smart fight? I'm glad. Like, I have to agree with you. For sure, I'm glad he took some time off. Yeah.
1: I don't know, about two years yeah but, but that's I mean, you know situations and everything yeah Injuries, but okay.
0: the, the amount of punishment he took in that fight that both of them took by the way but the amount of punishment that he took in that fight it was it, I, I just i'm glad that he took some time off let his brain heal let his body heal yep. let him get his mental his his mental back on track okay and look i'm ready to jump back, back into camp and let's get going so I, I think it was a good thing that he's done that let's just see um, how he's able to jump right into fight speed, especially for five rounds. Main event, right into a five-round fight. <clears throat> you haven't trained for a five-round fight in two years. You're not know, sure possibly he's been training the whole time. Maybe he hasn't. Maybe he has. Who knows? But it's a lot to ask from someone who's, who's coming off that type of loss for a title, dreams crushed, all those things that you've been thinking of. It's a lot for him to take in. And just having to fight at fight at a fight pace right away
1: a little nervous, man. I'm a little nervous. No, it's it's a it's a close, tight fight. Yeah, you know, I can see Brian winning the fight. I can see, you know, Korean Zombie winning the fight. It's it's a it's a good matchup, and it's it's one that's had to happen. For they've had some they've had some heat. Yes, you know, back and been forth, a lot of little bad you know little bad blood going back and forth. But in the end, both guys are great guys yeah you know it's brian is as good a person as you'll meet so is korean zombie they're great individuals i just look at it and say this is a toss-up fight and it's that good it it, this is the kind of fight you want to see in your main event because you can look and you could give me 10 reasons why brian ortega is going to win and i can give you 10 reasons why he's not and the korean zombie is going to win so that's, that's what makes an intriguing matchup coming in. Well, you said it's a toss-up fight. So,
0: my Loki has it at plus 155 for Brian uh, – plus 155 Brian Ortega, minus 190 for Korean Zombie. Pretty much a toss. I mean, yeah. if you're going to bet – I mean, it's not something you, like you're going to really take a chance for 55 bucks, but $150. It just doesn't it, – it's just too much of a risk. And also, too, when you get to that – those top two guys, which the two of them are. Yeah. You're, it's it, any of those fights are a toss. Yeah. Any of them. I mean, we just saw this last weekend with uh, Marais and uh, Sandhagen. Sandhagen. You know, I would have probably went with
1: Marais, but Sandhagen proved that I was an idiot. <laughs> so that's you know, like, but then you know, you look in that fight, and this that would have been the same thing. I would have said either guy can win this fight. Yeah. it's real simple. If if Corey Sandhagen is able to control the distance and just confuse Marais a little bit with the big shots that he likes to land, he's going to do really. You know, you know, that's what played out. But it could have been completely opposite. It could have been that. Marlon was able to get past his length and hit him with big shots that just diminished him fast. So that's that's yeah. the that's the best part of fighting because you can sit there and say all these different things. Eventually, it's all going to come down to what they're able to do when they step in that cage.
0: That's true. So. True. That's true. Um, one of the other fights on here was Martinez versus Almeida. So Jonathan Martinez versus Thomas Almeida. Yeah. I mean, like I said, a lot, a, lot of the, a lot of these fights are very evenly matched. They seem to be, at least on the betting lines. You have Claudio Silva versus James Krause. You're high on James Kraus. I
1: love James Kraus. I think James Krause is an outstanding fighter. He's an outstanding fighter. He's an outstanding coach. He's an outstanding human being. He's just awesome all the way around, and he fights now. His ground game has gotten so good. He's really technical on the ground now. At One time, he was nothing but a stand-up guy, and now he's so good on the ground, and he fights Smart. He always fights to the weakness of his opponent. Doesn't mean he's always going to, you know, came in last minute and took a fight in a different weight class at one time. And you look and you go, that wasn't real smart, but it was because he needed to fight at that point, you know, and stuff. So, you know, gave a great effort, put on a great show. Uh, I think James Krause is the guy that, you know, if you're betting – on James, you've always got a really good chance of winning. He's well, he's a favorite, he's so guy. I'm not sure I'd be oh, right. he's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's the, the favorite, favorite but the I'm favorite. not really sure. You know, the, the one that I know is not a favorite, and I, I know him as, as a fighter. I've done his fights. He's an outstanding submission fighter. You got Nurmagomedov against Striegel. Mm-hmm. Mark Striegel is good. On the ground, he can pull off a lot of different submissions. His leg locks mm-hmm. are outstanding. He's got beautiful chokes, the way he sets his choke up. He makes you think he's going for something. He is so slick on the ground that Nermaga Madoff has got to be very careful. Now, I can tell you the way that you can beat Mark, but if Nermaga Madoff makes one mistake, Mark Striegel will win that fight, and I know he's a big underdog. Huge underdog. Yep, that's a fight I would take. So
0: 335, and Nermaga Madoff is minus 435. I mean – I hate to, I hate to. That's F- just
1: because of the last name. Yes, exactly. Okay? We well, hate to because vote. guys because guys, Nurmagomedov in Russia is like Smith it in I, the U.S. Wow,
0: wow. <laughs> I just, I would hate to put that bet. Like, um, Side of Sadawas. Nurmagomedov. I just don't, I wouldn't put money. I would be afraid. The last name well, just means that you're really, really good. <laughs> <I'm> sorry,
1: <laughs> it means you can wrestle. Yeah, like, it means I, that you know leg locks. Also, it means I, that you know hip tosses and all. Yeah, things. he does. But Sadnar Magomedov, I think he's thirteen and two. I think Striegel's eighteen and two. Okay, and you're taking a look at the guy. I, th- you can look at you know what they've done in their careers. A lot of submissions by both. They match up well. I think Nurmagomedov is definitely the guy that he can keep the fight where he wants it to be more readily than Striegel can bring the fight where he wants it to be so that may be the difference in that so you're taking that bet i would take that bet yeah. 50 bucks boom 50, that's oh, oh don't stop with me look I'm, I'm winning over 100 bucks spend some money i'd be
0: winning over 100 bucks i'm a happy man
1: if you spend
0: 100 though you win 335 see
1: don't be greedy
0: that's sorry <laughs> sorry guys that's me i'm i'm greedy when it comes to that not stuff. greedy at all uh Look, I would probably take the same exact bet, though, because okay. that's what I am. But I wouldn't do 50. Yeah, I would do 100. Okay. Uh, but like I said, I, I'm I'm not too keen on putting placing bets against any of the Nermog so, uh, Just I can uh, understand that. Safe bet. Safe not a, bet. That's, that's not a bad bet in itself. <laughs> no, it's, AC, <yeah. laughs> Right. Um, so you have Jessica Andrade versus uh, Caitlin – how do you say her last name? Chikigian. Chikigian. I want to say Chikigian every
1: time. Is it Chikigian? Chikigian. Okay. That's okay. Anyway. I'm kind of saying Chikigian. Uh, it's, that's pretty you. much that's a pick and fight as well that's a good fight really i mean like okay you're gonna go with Andraj. Uh, yes i am and i'm gonna go with caitlin well that's a that's a that's an underdog she's underdog oh okay plus 115 See, i love being there i'm gonna go here. with Andraj.
0: Oh, oh you want to know why yeah because you're a
1: favorite hugger no
0: i do, <laughs> I, I am I, i'm not a favorite hugger I, I just i had commented a couple times on a show about you know on our show on weighing in about, um, I really like her style, like how she fights. And, she, and she's messaged me back a couple of times saying, I, like, no, I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you guys are doing. You know, and she's she's been very uh, receptive to, like, our show. And I appreciate people like that. So,
1: I, I'm i going to go with her just because of that. I'm well, a homer. I, I want you to think <laughs> about this. And again, MMA math doesn't work out. But you look at Andrade's last opponent, Rose Namajunas. Well, Caitlyn is similar in some areas. She's a stretch. She's buddy. a stick and move. Huh? She's. She's a length fighter, she's a stick and mover, she's got a decent ground game. I think Rose's is probably a little bit better, but she's good at controlling the distance. And she's her timing when she launches things. Now it's tough when you got someone that's as aggressive as Jessica is, and Jessica can be that just run through. But I think Jessica kind of learned something from that, you know, fight that she lost her title Wei in against Wayley Zhang. And you just can't run through everyone. Someone's going to light you up and hurt you when you come in like that. She needs to be very careful with Caitlin because caitlin has got really good kicks. And she's got kicks that she hides well. Mm -hmm. And I don't care who you are. You get a shin up against your chin. You get a a kick to the noggin. It will put anybody out. Jessica is a tough, tough fighter. I love her. I think she's awesome. I just think that matchup style, this is as the fight goes on. Things start to become worse for Andraj. Andraj being strong in the beginning, I think she's got the advantage. As the fight gets a little bit later, I think that it's if it gets into that stage, that means that Caitlin's doing well.
0: Yeah, I just I, I can't I don't I can't compare people to Rose <laughs> Namajunas. i just like she's just a, a a person of herself. She's got something that I don't know something about her. Okay, but you look it's, at
1: what, okay Rose Namajunas is her records what nine and four? I think so, want to like I think it's that, nine yeah. and four, and you anyway, know and. The fact that you know that is it incredible. Doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. She's an incredible fighter, but she's fought the very best. If you're looking at it, she's actually got a better than a nine and four. If you take her exhibition fights off yeah. of the Ultimate Fighter, but she's just an awesome fighter, and she fights her game plan so well most of the time. You know, she made the big mistake, you know, holding on to the Kimura grip yeah. against Andrade, where she got dropped on her head. That can happen to anybody, but she's progressively just getting better and she's already the the elite level. So I agree with you. She's fun.
0: No, I, she is, but I I can't, I can't compare her to Chikagian.
1: Chikagian. It's okay. Okay.
0: So um, (laughs) I can't compare her to her only based on the fact that like Rose is, she uses her reach and her range really well. Chikagian does as well. But she doesn't. I don't think she has the power to make people respect her as much as Rose does. Why? Well, I think you're right. You know, so when you get into that exchange, Jessica Andrade has nothing to fear because she knows
1: that she doesn't have the power to finish. She better watch the kicks. Yeah, that's true. Kicks, kicks are the one thing in the knees. And she is taller. You got to look at Katie went five rounds with someone. I think we both agree. Valentin Shevchenko. Look at Shevchenko is phenomenal. You can go five rounds with her. You're you doing? You know, she obviously lost good. that badly, but. I think Valentin is still, you know, number one as far as just skill set and well-roundedness. Her stand-up is so clean, so good. You know, I think, you know, Chikagian, you know, fought well against her, obviously got beat in it. But I take a look, if you can if you can, you know, be in rounds with her and keep going back to the stool for a lot of them, you're fighting pretty well. It doesn't mean that Andrade is easy. She's not. She's, you know, a former world champ and she's a great fighter, but I think uh Caitlin can do well in this fight. All right. So let's I want to talk about some a little bit of the, the drama going around in the,
0: in the MMA world. Just uh Connor McGregor has been officially um presented with a contract to fight Dustin Poirier Signed in January.
1: It. Did he sign it already? Well he's, as long as it's sometime in twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, no, it's not in twenty twenty. It's January twenty January twentieth, I okay. think is what they offered him. And he,
1: he said, look, take it or leave it because
0: that's the old, closest date we have. For events. Okay. I, I, what people need really understand is that, sure, they can do shows in December and they can do shows in November. But here's the thing. At the end of November, like you have Thanksgiving, nobody watches. So it's not, it's not even worth having a show like even Connor or anybody. It doesn't matter who it is.
1: People give people up everything family. on Thanksgiving. Once they
0: get in with family, once they, they just forget about things, especially when you get into that Christmas time, you know, right before, uh, right before Christmas, everyone's shopping, everyone's trying, trying to get things done. Forget about it. TV ratings will drop. They're already bad for a lot of
1: sports. It's not only that, you got to take a look at, you know, I'm not saying they're going to be able to have a crowd in January, No, but it's possible. It's possible. It's a lot more possible than having one now. And if you're paying Conor McGregor, it sure would help you to have a crowd. Yeah. You know, because that offsets the pay that you're going to be putting out to the man. So there's that a reason why okay. there's a reason why they don't want to put him on. Yeah, you know, and it, I don't blame them for it. It's it's a legitimate reason. But let's talk about that fight. That fight's already happened.
0: It has. Yes, you think the same thing's going to happen.
1: Same thing's going to happen.
0: So here's the thing. And the I take, love
1: Dustin. Yeah.
0: The, the take on it is this: is that Conor McGregor is only taking and asking for Dustin Poirier. Because he's looking to line up the fight for it with Manny Pacquiao, because he's a left hander. Uh-huh. Smart. That's the take. I think that's the. What do you think? You think that's the take?
1: Oh, I think that's what he'd like to do. You don't think it's gonna happen? Doesn't mean that it's gonna
0: happen. Why though. is that? Why do you think it's not gonna happen? Because you think the UFC will have some sort of? No, you cannot do it. They
1: have control over that.
0: Do know. they have? I, I was always told they don't have control over the boxing. That's not, not
1: true. It's combative sports, is what it says. So if you don't mm-hmm. think it's boxing is a combative sport, go ahead and try to beat him on it. You're gonna lose. You know, there was a reason that the UFC was part of the Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather endeavor. What was the reason? Because they could say no. Hmm. All right. So they got a part of it. They made a lot of money off of that fight. All right. That's, you know, that's just reality. When you sign a contract with a company and you're saying, okay, I agree to fight with you. Well, they, it's going to be normal that you're not allowed to fight with anybody else during that. Contract as long as they're living up to their end. You know, that's the same as if Conor McGregor had it, you know, where I, I can go fight wherever I want. Well, then he could go fight at Bellator, he could go fight at 1FC, or he could go fight on his own and make, you know, do his own yeah. promotion and get it going, you know, where he gets, you know, all the money. Can't do it. You no, know, so uh, that's kind of strange because I remember back in the
0: day when Nick had re signed with them, um, he had, there was something in his contract where he was allowed to
1: fight boxing. You can have that put in there. But they still have control over the combative sports area where, okay, yes. like, hey, if
0: you're going to do it, you're going to do it through me.
1: Yes. And it's a matter of just because you say, I want to have this in there. They're going to look and depending upon who you are, they're going to say, I'm, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm giving you this. You've got to be hundred percent with us. We control your combat. That's where the real thing is, you know, how many times have you heard guys doing grappling where they talk about, it's a fight, it's a fight, it's a fight. No, it's grappling. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of them, you know, you'll hear them now, it's, you know, it's just a grappling event, just a grappling event. Because their contract, they cannot fight for anybody, but they can go grapple. They can do a jiu-jitsu match or a grappling match for, for whatever it is, for money, because it's not a fight. Hmm.
0: I wonder if we just structured things, it was a
1: grappling match with striking. <laughs> <laughs> That's called combat jujitsu. There you go. Eddie Bravo, baby. Yes. Eddie Bravo came up with it.
0: There you go. Open hand,
1: right? That's it. It's there. Show me the you money. Can do it. Yeah.
0: Um, I was forgetting anything else?
1: No. Nah, but you, know, you you go back and you you, you talk about the the Poirier McGregor fight. You know, this is where you are looking and saying, "Do you think that Conor McGregor is a better fighter now than he was back when he fought Poirier?" Now there's going to be people who say, "I don't think so." oh god they're stupid okay there you go because he's so much better in so many areas than he was now do i think dustin's a better fighter i do and i definitely think dustin fights better being at the bigger weight at 155 he fights better than he did at 145 i think 145 sucked it out of him and i think that was part of the problem with him getting hit was he got hit and he couldn't respond in the same fashion because his Brain didn't have the fluid, and it would affect him more, and it just wasn't a good situation for him. But I don't see a dip. Styles make fights, and Dustin, you could see, if you go watch that first fight with McGregor, he was at no time. He's going to go back and look at it. He was having problems from the get-go. He wasn't landing his shots. He was out of place. Connor was making him feel off balance with where he was at. He couldn't land the shots that he was trying to land, and he was getting hit by Counter shots and he wasn't able to stop. So, okay, so
0: I, I don't want to play. I don't want to play too much of a devil's advocate because I agree with you on, on the fact that I don't think he will be able to beat him. But I do think that he's matured enough in that fight. He let his emotions get the better of him. No he doubt, was trying to knock him out. Yep, trying to get after him, and that just lets him out of position the whole yep, time. Exactly. Dustin Poirier is a different fighter now. He's not going to let those emotions get the better of him. He's a lot smarter in that sense. So I think it will be a a, a lot better contest. I don't think the result would be any different, only based on the fact that Dustin's still very hittable, and we saw that with the Dan Hooker fight. We've seen it with Andy Alvin. We've seen it with all these other fights. He's very hittable, and the, the issue is, is that Conor McGregor has the power to put them out, put him out at any time. And if you're that hittable, the chances of being knocked out are, are pretty high. Plus, the availability to get the submission is not really there. People think, people think because oh, he lost to to Khabib by getting taken out. Who the fuck hasn't lost to Khabib by getting taken out? <laughs> That's the problem. Like, stop – stop! please stop using the – oh, he did this because it could be – if you guys – I can't say it enough. To see him stuff some of the takedowns that Khabib had done against him, and I've been in those transitions. you
1: go and you watch the first round, that opening takedown Mm -hmm. sequence, if Conor McGregor did not at a certain point decide, I'm going to start to punch, he was stopping everything that was occurring. And his hands were in the right place, he would have been fine – it was when he started to punch, Khabib started to move, and he was now a step behind instead yeah. of being in place to stop what Khabib was doing. And that's fighting. you know? you got to make that choice of when you're going to do something. But he was doing really well in those transitions, and he was giving Khabib fits with his defensive wrestling ability at that time. You know, It just changed when he decided to change the scope of what he was doing. You punch, it can work for you. It could also work against you, and it did. Yeah, in that first round, though, too, as well, <clears throat>
0: his wrist control, his his uh, ability to put his back to the fence, so he didn't take a whole lot of damage. Sure, mm-hmm. his legs were laced, but there was no damage. He never. He always kept his back against the fence. He didn't really take a whole lot of damage in that first round. Yeah.
1: Second round, different story. Well, it started off with a very nice knockdown. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
0: So second round is different story. But then you know, and then I think it was into the, the third, right? No, he took the third round. Off. Third,
1: third round, third round. McGregor won.
0: Yeah, so that was the round that he took off. But at the end of that second round, because of the, of the drop, when he got dropped, Khabib tried to put him away and finish him. Yeah. And he wasn't able to. Yeah. And it looked like he could be kind of coasted through the, third, the second he third round. He did. He, was he close, took a break. Though. It was still a close he did round. a Robbie
1: Lawler, man. He took a break through the round, <laughs> man. It's all right. It was still a close round. Um, he's
0: going to have to be careful, though, with Justin Gaethje in taking a round off like that. Because Justin, J- Justin, basically, if you have, you guys have ever watched any type of zombie show – That's exactly what you're going to get with
1: Justin. Yeah, it's bad too. You just bite down
0: on his mouthpiece. He's going to walk forward and he's going to keep throwing
1: until someone goes to sleep. How many people have you seen hurt Justin Gaethje? I've seen a couple. Quite a few.
0: Yeah, yeah, what Michael Johnson did. Michael Johnson hurt him. Eddie hurt him. Eddie hurt him.
1: You you can go back and look. You know, Dustin actually had him him too, right? So the two. So you have (laughs) Justin is awesome. I love the way he fights, and you know, I. Yeah, you know, I, I did his Michael Johnson fight. He was doing the, the chicken. Dance. He was doing the chicken leg dance, and afterwards, you know, he told me, "I was never hurt." <laughs> and you, you go, okay. You know, my kids lie to me too, but yeah, you know it doesn't make it right. Know, it doesn't, whatever you say, but it's yeah. he's got that mentality. I'm gonna come do what I do. Now the real question is, he's got that low cap kick. Yeah, he lands it really well, but. He's definitely going to be thinking going into that fight. Going into the Tony Ferguson fight, I think that Justin basically told himself, he's not going to be able to take me down. He doesn't have the wrestling to take me down. Even if I kick, he can't do it. He can't do anything about it. It might not be the same with Khabib. He might be looking and saying, I need to limit that because I need to be careful. I'll I'll still use it, but I'm not going to use it the way it's my norm. And that is a super effective tool for him getting in to use his hands. He really chews up a fighter's legs. Yeah. And I think he'll try to do do it to a certain degree with Khabib, but he's got to be careful because as soon as your leg's coming up in the air, it's got to come back. Yeah. And if the guy can time it the right way, you cannot defend the takedown. Yeah. Because in wrestling, we don't kick our leg up, you know, and then bring it back. Okay. So it's not something, I don't care what, you know, all American doesn't matter. There's a huge difference between the wrestling that Khabib does and the wrestler that Justin Gagey once was. He's not that same wrestler now. Not at all. And that's where people make the mistake. They they associate, oh, because you were this, you're still there. You're not. No. You're a different, you're a different person, you're a different athlete. And yes, he can wrestle, but he cannot do things the way he naturally does, normally does, and be successful in stopping Khabib's takedown. Agree with you.
0: Yeah, agree with you. All right, guys. So we're doing a new segment called You Don't Say. We have a special guest on. This is a little add bonus for you guys, for our fans.
1: We want to thank you guys for tuning in, but who is it? We have the great, I want to say Grand Slam champion, four titles and four major promotions, the one and only Chris Cyborg. All right, we are fortunate enough to have one of the greatest mixed martial artists to have ever stepped into a cage with us. You can tell by all of the hardware behind her. Chris (laughs) Justino Cyborg,
2: how are you doing there, beautiful? Uh, I'm great. I'm great. I did an amazing camp. I'm excited, you know, for, uh, for having the next fight. And I'm doing great. Yes, thank you for asking.
1: Well, you say you're doing great in camp, and we saw that you went back and you've been training with an old-time friend, a guy that you started off in Rafael Cadero, uh, just an incredible coach, guy who runs Kings MMA. What's it been like going back and training with him?
2: No, back, back training for him uh, reminded me the beginner, you know, when I start training. I was 19, and I always joke with Rafael, I, thought, oh, I was not 19 anymore, I'm not 19 <laughs> anymore. But, you know, it's very nice, to make me young again, you know, remember a lot of things. And it's very nice because I have one girl training there too, Sabina, and she remind too much of me. You know, when I'm training a lot of guys, she's sparring for all the guys and it's very nice it's very nice motivate me motivate me and then she is very very excited training for him and do this fight with him this camp
0: what um what things have you been preparing for this camp that are different from some of the other fights like from julia bud to now for this fight um
2: i i know my last camp i did in south africa too yeah. and i say shout out for them this is epidemic i'm not allowed to go south africa and uh, but you know i'm mean, blessed doing the camp kings mma we're training everything you know we're working everything i think the the best thing for this fight i have a lot of tools for finish this fight you know uh i work my grappling i work my strike and i just have to be smart and to find the perfect time to finish the fight and i know arlene blink is a great boxer she's two times the world champion and but we're gonna fight the mma and I'm mean, prepared for everything, you know. I'm mean, prepared for everything for all the rounds.
0: How is your, um, you working into Bellator? I mean, do you notice anything? Do you notice anything from the Strike Force days? Because it's Scott Coker and it's a lot of the same team. But are, are you noticing any differences between the Strike Force and Bellator since it's pretty much a lot of the same team?
2: No, the beginning I was making difference in my mind. But then the first appearance when they did the face-off with Julia Budd, everybody say welcome home, welcome. <laughs> and then, oh, you yeah, know, I was back home, you know, I'm really happy. And I see a lot of faces. I, I see in the beginning of my career. And it's better now, too, because I can speak English with them. Because the beginning, I just smile and that's it. Because I don't have any English for talk to them. And now they know, can know a little bit more about me.
0: What is it about Scott Coker that gets, like, we've got Gegard Musasi back, you know, um, myself went back there, a lot of guys that had fought under him before. What is it specifically for you? It's different, I think, for me as well as it is for anyone else. But what is it specifically for you that, that has made your relationship with him so strong?
2: You know, I think the first thing is respect. And I think it's respect to all the fighters the beginners, the ones make less money, the more money. His respect, everyone the same. And this is the most important. And it's we are partner. He knows we are partner. He don't he don't think he is our boss. Of course, I respect him. He's on top of me, but we together, we partners. You know, I, I can sit down with him and talk what I think. He's not going to be mad. He's not going to be ego on top. No, he's going to understand. And then we're going to talk like two adult persons. And professional. This is the first thing, you know, respect each other. When I signed with Scott, I have an amazing time in the strike force, but I don't have too much close relationship with him because I didn't speak too much English. Mm-hmm. But I saw how this respect all my how Jamar Frederick, when I signed a deal with him. But the time we signed deal, you know, I told him I what I'd like to do. I would like to be partners, I would like to do make be one my boxing fights. I would like to make the cross champion against champion. And he is to say, Chris, let's do that. Let's make the difference. And, you know, I'm open for do that. And it's very cool work with people like this. You know, I, I know, who no too, but I, I know work a lot of people, work people together. No, no, just no, yeah. no one to work together. Yeah.
1: Chris, you, you talk about learning a second language, learning English, because when you first came out and you were just, smoking people everyone everyone had this idea and it was partly the name of cyborg that you were just this cold stone killer but now we get to see that you know what you've got this great personality and you're putting all this information out on social media and you're showing that you know what we uh, people that have worked with you we all knew you were a sweetheart and you were the nicest person but now everyone's getting to see your true personality what does that mean to you you know,
2: I, I hear about a lot about this because people meet me and they say, ah, oh, you're a really nice person. <laughs> and they say, because they think I'm going to be like in the cage. You know, I have this thing. I can switch. I switch fast. You know, I'm nice here, but I can switch fast and then put my head in there. Now i ready to fight. And, you know, it's the beginning that people can know. I don't know. The beginning, I think it's nice. People don't know a little bit more about me. I don't know, but. You know, I, I have this, this personality. I, I like to play. I like to, you know, be friendly for everyone. And when it's time to fight, he, he, I respect my opponent. I'm professional, but I know I'm there for do my job.
0: I don't know if you recall, but you and I, we did a commercial for Showtime together. Uh, it was in L.A. And uh, you're, 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 what, you're, I don't want to say how Cyborg, Cyborg. Yeah, so Cyborg is there. Ex-husband. Ex-husband. I was trying to think of the word. That's, I was like, ver- that's I was a very good for, job. I was going to say former. at <laughs> least Ex- uh, former. former. Well, former. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ex-husband. <laughs> but he was there, and, and he was just watching off to the side. So I'm like, great. I've got her I've got to do the, the, the commercial with, but I have him watching. So if anything happens, I'm going to get beat up by both of them. <laughs> but yet she was taking it to me. I'm like, hey, hey, we're supposed to be going easy here. We're supposed to be going light. But man, I just remember the first time that you and I had like locked up and we were doing the, some drills. And I was I could understand just the dominance that you had over all the other females at the time. And I was like, wow, this is insane.
2: To you think- know, I, I think the beginning of my career, when I uh, I get a little bit of personality, cyber too. Yeah. Because you see him as a very scary guy. Yeah. <laughs> And I started to learn a lot from him because when I started training, I met him, we we met with six months to get married. Yeah. And I learned a lot of things from him. And I think the first thing, beginning my career, I got a lot of personality from him. And like, you make the people scared before the fight. And, you know, it's, it's, he is yeah. scary. If you watch his fights, it's, it's, you know, he's going there to kill or die. You know, it's, it's crazy.
0: I wanted to ask you something. I mean, we. One thing that, and I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime soon, but father time is always on. It's not It works against us. I mean, how many more fights are you looking to have in, in Bellator? Are we talking, you know, Bellator kickboxing? Bell, You know, we're talking about boxing as well. I mean, what, what, is, what are you looking, how are you looking to to end your book? That's kind of where I'm at.
2: Do you know, I, I, I never think about this, but it's very, very important that all the fighters think about that. You know, have to know when the time you want to stop um i look for like maybe three years more i would like to fight and i i want to be a mom and maybe you know i can do one fight after that but you know after i see holly home fight her last fight she did great motivated me too she's 39 she's doing amazing she's gonna do 39 something like that but you know i don't have any bad injury i love my job Um. And you know, it's something very nice. I mean start training with twelve years old, no MMA, but every sport. And then I build my body, you know, I don't have any bad injury. I never did the surgery in my knee, I never did this surgery in my shoulder. I think every prepare I did the beginner in my career. Beginner when I'm a kid, prepare me now. You know, I, I have a very healthy body and and just blessed, where can continue, you know, can fight more. I don't put the timeline through years, but you know, I I want to keep fighting, keep fighting. I don't put yet, but probably if I want to have a kid, I'm thirty five now and close to the forties. I have to have kid. Well, I'm not, I'm
0: not so much talking about timeline as much as I'm talking about what exactly more do you want to achieve? You've done, you've done everything in the oh, sport. Oh, oh.
1: What, what more does she want to achieve? Let's does, does Take, she just do me a favor? Take again a look behind <laughs> her right shoulder there. That kind of says everything about what do you want to achieve.
0: No, I'm saying boxing. Like you, you know, do you want to fight a boxing match? You know, um, do you want to do it on sh- Showtime Box? Do you want to? You want to do kick Bellator kickboxing? Do you want to have a kickboxing event? Is there? Do you want to fight in Pride over? Or not Pride, but uh, Rise in on oh. New Year's Eve? Like, are these things that are those all things that you want to add to your legacy? That's what I'm asking, John. You know, calm down, John.
2: And find your. <laughs> To be a dream because when I start fighting, shoot the box, everybody fighting pride and everybody's start over there. And this my dream okay, maybe I can have the opportunity fighting in Japan, but then then do like before girls fighting over there. Maybe for me, it's going to be a dream fighting in Japan one time. Um, boxing fight, I would like to do because I did the ever arts different like wrestling, jiu jitsu, Muay Thai, but I never have the opportunity to have a Boxing for me is going to be nice if you have the opportunity i would like to uh compete jiu-jitsu brown belt because i compete all the belts but the brown belt i just get a fox for for training and no no too much for compete and yes but you know and doing more things you know but i i don't know belts i may have a lot of now <laughs> enough belts but i want to make people lives continue fighting continue getting blessed but bless on others too you know doing missionary work and bring you hope for all the families at the house. And uh, and uh, for me, it's not just be champion to hold the whole title, but I'd like to be continue being the people's heart. People stop me and uh, not just know me about my belt because this is, you know, change the hands of every time. And if you're being the heart, the people are gonna be there forever. And I just want to continue doing this. This is my legacy. I want to change the people's life. Well, one of
1: the things that's been going on is bellator's featherweights actually the division has gotten pretty stacked and i know you've got this fight and you don't want to look past arlene blenco she's got really devastating power in her punches and things like that but you've been called out you just got called out by Janae kavanaugh who just had a very nice fight that she won uh we, we've heard leslie smith wants the rematch because she was your first uh fight in the ufc and then there's also um I just lost it in my head but uh, Kat Zingano, being a, a person that has been there on your radar for a while, and now she's in Belvoir, just got her first win. How many more fights, like Josh is saying? Do you want to fight all these ladies,
2: or is it, you know what, we're going to have to pick and choose, and time will tell? You know, I texted Scott Coker, I said, man, I want to fight more. After this fight, I want to fight again. January, I three fights a year, and now I don't have to wait nine months for fights. And I don't have to ask for girls to go up for fight me and have my own division. This is this is because this I signed with, FC, with Bellator. When does the FC I see Scott Cooker signing all the girls? And uh, especially I text him, Scott, stop signing all the girls. Who are they gonna fight?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he's laughing and then you know I'm happy because now I, I, I know I'm gonna have a fight. I just have to continue training and I know I have a girls and I always believe it. Then the federal division. I always believe and I believe this division is gonna be the strongest one. You know, if you think about all the girls you no know, walk on thirty five, then have it this. And when you start cutting weight, it's bad for a body. And if you wanna continue fight longer, it's important you be healthy and you know fight cut so much weight. And one forty five, you know, I believe it. And I'm gonna I'm happy about this. Have fight and the girls watch out. I mean Fox for Erlen Blanco, but after that, let's see what's gonna be next
0: the PFL right now is going through some problems some issues a lot of the fighters are suing them over the fact that they're not having fights and how they're handling the pandemic situation um they have a champion over there uh I believe her name is Caitlin Harrison right Kayla Kayla, Kayla. Harrison Kayla Harrison so <clears throat> she normally fights at 155 I don't even know if she can make 45 but if that if that promotion does fold or something goes
2: wrong is
0: that a fight that interests you at all
2: Maybe I can hold two titles and 145, 155. Yeah. You know, for me, it's, it's, if she it's sign for Bella Torre and Bella Torre would like to make 155 pounds, you know, for me, it's going to be the dream because uh, when I'm starting to fight, I never have the 155 pounds, you know, and I know I have a lot of girls there over there too, you know, and the 145, and if she's want to fight more, maybe she can think about coming to 145, but I don't know how size she is. I, I, I think I never see her in person. But I mean, I'm open for make 155 fights for sure.
1: It'd be interesting. Well, you know, we do have a new segment that we are bringing out and we're starting it with you, Chris. So I gotta ask you, we're gonna have our segment of you don't say, so are you ready for you don't say?
2: I'm not sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's about the way it's supposed to be. So we're going to just ask you a series of questions and you come up with your answers. Whatever they are, don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. All right. So what is the worst job you have ever had? Uh, Don't say fighting for the UFC. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Actually, I didn't work. I'm lucky. I don't work too much. I work on pet shop only when I'm a kid. (laughs) Well, you got um, enough pets already. You've got pigs and everything,
1: chickens, and so you're <laughs> back to the pet shop at home. Yeah, as
2: I, as I back to the pet shop at home, I don't have a bad, bad job. I have, I have a good job. No bad
1: jobs. Okay. Um,
0: what was the worst thing you ever got in trouble for as a child? Uh, By your parents?
2: I, I always talk back when my dad says something. <laughs> I always talk back.
0: You don't say.
2: I talk back.
0: You don't say.
2: I sound something, and I always have my butt kicked. I (laughs) always. And sometimes I want to say, and then I say, and then, yes.
1: (laughs) All right. Here's the one for you. I don't know if you watch the show, but do you think that Carol Baskin from Tiger King fed her husband to her tigers? Did Did you understand that? Did you no.
0: watch? Have you seen them? Have you seen the reality show or the, the TV series called uh, I Tiger
2: not, King? The Tiger. I, I watched a little
1: bit. I don't believe she feed the tiger. You don't think she fed her husband to the tiger? Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you think Would is. Would you feed your husband to a tiger?
2: Maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> do <you> know?
1: <laughs> what do you
0: think is the most annoying habit from somebody else? Like you can't be around them because it's an annoying habit. Uh,
2: asking me about fight every time you see me. Yes. This, Got is, it. this, this is very annoying. annoying. This this right.
1: this number one bullshit. <laughs> number one. All right, so we're gonna sit down and have a pizza. What toppings do you put on the Chris Cyborg pizza special?
2: First, I don't like pizza. Oh uh,
1: whoa, whoa, that whoa. Hurt.
2: That hurt the heart right I there. I don't like pizza. You don't like pizza. American pizza? American pizza is the worst.
0: <laughs> How did that happen? You don't like American pizza.
2: No, I don't like you. Actually, I don't like pizza, but American pizza, I, I, I if I eat it, maybe. I live in America 10 years. If I eat pizza five times, is a lot.
1: All right. What's your Ooh. favorite food then?
2: I like sushi. I like rice. I like Thai food. I mean, very, I like more rice than pasta. Got I liked, it.
0: I like Thai food. Okay. Cat, right. Cats or dogs and why?
2: For me both. I have to choose. Yes. Okay, dog. Got a dog. Dog. Dog? Why? Uh, because I hear about if you die in your house and the cats stay five days, they eat you.
1: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Just telling you, seen it. It's true.
2: I don't it's know nasty. if it's true, but I have two cats at the house. Why? So I,
0: I never heard that. that's that's true. Oh, I-
1: trust me. Oh yeah. man, it's, it's not they don't eat they eat parts of you though. They oh. start to nibble. All right. So you are traveling. We'll say for Bellator, you're just gonna do a guest appearance and you're traveling on a Friday. When is it that you pack for that travel? Nah,
2: for the fight, my bag already. No wedding. fight,
1: no fight. No you're fight. You're just gonna go someplace. You're just gonna go, we'll say watch the fight. So you're traveling on Friday. When one, is it that you pack? Well,
2: one, one day before.
1: One day, one day, yeah, before. one day. Okay, Easy. all right. If you were stuck in
0: the wilderness by yourself with no cell phone service, what are the two items you would, would you would think you would need the most?
2: Uh, one knife a fire. A knife and a fire. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, so like a lighter, a yeah. knife and fire. A knife and yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: lighter.
1: That way she can she kill can man. kill yeah. you and cook She'll
2: you. Cook for me, survive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i always think every time i
0: ask people questions like that i think of naked and afraid like you have, you're allowed to take two items but you're watching
2: this and sometimes i think maybe i can do that but i see a couple things
1: I say. no 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 no. It you don't want to do that
2: scary. i
0: yeah. would like to see john, big john do it oh dude i'd be killing
1: it or, his, be go, all right because everything would be afraid they go big naked butt running around the last one <laughs> We'll say Hollywood is gonna make a movie about cyborg's life. Your life as a girl growing up, a fighter. Who is it that should play that part?
2: The maybe my my daughter. I put Your my daughter in my place. Yes, I don't know. You say about doing a move for me, but who's making the move?
1: Wh- which which actress should play the part of Chris Justine? Uh.
2: I don't know. Maybe Halle Berry. She's already making a movie fighting. <laughs>
1: she already did. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, as, you know, the weighing in, we, we appreciate everything. And you know that we're going to be signing off. So, all right, we are out of time. So there's only one last thing to do, and that is
0: boom. boom. All right, guys. Well, hey, we're going to wrap this up. We have a different atmosphere. We're going to be doing this quite a bit coming up yep. in the midweek shows. Because we're busy. Because we're busy. Good. We've got another, I think, five weeks on the road. So we will be doing shows uh, on Sundays as well, as well as a midweek show at some time of, given our availability. Uh, go to mybookie.ag. Whatever you guys first input, your initial deposit will be matched up to $1,000. So if you put in 100 you get 100 back. So you'll be getting 200 if you put in 1000 you get 2000 It's only up to $1,000 though. Also, you guys can bet on John and I. We've given you our bets on which ones uh, we think will win and win you some money. Obviously, I know I'm going to be right and I'm going to cash in. But John, on the other How hand. How do not have to put up with it? Mr. Cheapskate over here. He's only bet on like two or three fights. I bet on like probably seven or eight. But that's probably why I will go broke just so you guys know. <laughs> okay, so for me, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. Uh, you guys, please go to um, mybookie.ag. Check them out. Create your profile. Hit hit and bet on us. You don't have to bet on any of the fights that we recommended, but you can bet on us. Yep. So um, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. We thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good week.
1: Watch the fights. We were
0: looking at our phones a lot because we were getting the betting odds off there. Plus, this is a whole new setup. We're trying to work. We have nothing. Be very patient with us. Two old people trying to figure out technology with Podcast Dave back in San Jose, back in California. Kind of walking us through this through, uh, through camera and video and FaceTime and all the other things. And uh, we couldn't have done it probably without Dave. So I want to give podcast Dave a little bit of a thumbs up.
1: You know, and I don't normally do that. Whoa. I
0: know, right? Whoa, is
1: this a a new moment?
0: This is a new moment. Yeah. Very much a new moment. Who says health can't freeze over? Don't let this go to your head, podcast Dave. (laughs) Okay. All right, guys. (laughs) You can already hear him going. All right, guys. Hey, we appreciate you guys. Also, hit the thumbs up on our YouTube channel. Share our videos. Please do everything you guys can because our numbers are growing and we do appreciate it. And we're actually going to be doing more shows because now we have more sponsors, and that kind of helps out, you know, to kind of take our time and uh, plan the shows and get everything organized for everyone. So we appreciate you guys very much. Hit us up on all the audio platforms. We're trying to get our audio platforms up as well. So we are on every audio platform you can think
1: of, and we thank you guys for tuning in. What do you think, John? Go to ProWrestlingTees.com to get a t-shirt with Weighing In. Go to the Weighing In platform. Look at the picture. Hit the picture. Bunch of nice t-shirts, old designs, new designs. You can even get one that's even got his face on it. Lucky you. See ya. See ya.